You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Oh, my friends, we want to say greetings to you in the name of Jesus, our King. I am so excited today, one more time, to be on the air proclaiming the message of truth, proclaiming the message of the cross. We thank you so much for joining us last week, and we are happy that you have joined us one more time. So right now, my friends, this would be a good time for you to call a neighbor, call a friend, the person next to you at the, back, at the backyard or wherever, call them and tell them, hey, tune in and listen to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We know your life will be blessed. We know your life will be challenged through the teaching and preaching of the word of the Lord. So today we want to talk about six benefits of delighting in the Lord. Now, we probably can talk about a hundred of them or even more, but we are just going to deal with six of them. Now, Webster Dictionary defines delight as a high degree of gratification or something that gives great pleasure. Now, the Bible uses the word delight in many instances to describe the relationship that we are to have with our Heavenly Father. However, it also is used to describe God's relationship towards us. Now, if we turn to Psalm 37 and verse 4, and I love that verse because it, it carries a heavy weight for all of us. Listen to what it says. That's Psalms 37 and verse 4. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord earnestly desiring him. Be completely satisfied with him and in him alone. And the promise that comes with that, he says, and he, that's the heavenly father, that's our God, shall give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. I mean, God is a giver. For God so loved the world that he gave so he says, if we delight ourselves, if we take great pleasure in him, he will give us the desires of our hearts. If you have never believed anything else in the word, then you ought to believe that because it is true. Now, in Psalms 119 and verse 16, it says, I will delight myself, not you now, I will delight myself in your statues. I will not forget your word. I will delight myself in God and I will never forget God's word. Psalms 119 verse 24. It says, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Psalms 119 verse 35. Make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Make me walk in the path of your commandments. The psalmist is saying, because he says, for I delight in your commandments. I am taking pleasure 
in the commandments of the Lord. I'm taking pleasure in the word of the Lord. Now, these are just a few references. But there is one thing that I want you to notice in reading these passages from Psalms 37 and verse 4. Is a delight in the presence or in the person of the Lord. A delight in the presence or in the person of the Lord. You know, my friends, you have heard us said time and time again on this broadcast that it is, it is always a pleasure and a delight to get into the presence of the Lord because in the presence of the Lord, the Bible says that there is fullness of joy, fullness of joy. Or to um, delight in the person of the Lord while Psalms 119 shows a clear delight for the words of the Lord. A clear delight for the words of the Lord. I tell you, man, when you start reading the word of the Lord, when you start meditating on the word of the Lord, when you start thinking about the word of the Lord and you think of the goodness of God and all God has done for us, our souls cry out, hallelujah. So having a desire for his presence is not enough. No, we must take delight hearing what God has to say, good or bad. We must take pleasure in hearing what God has to say. I mean, I can delight in his presence, but if I am not listening to what God is saying through his words, because God speaks to us through his words. The Bible says that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. But today God is speaking to us directly through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we must obey. We must hear what God is saying and we must obey what God is saying. We must be ready to obey his voice. If we truly want to show delight for the person of God, we have to be obedient to the voice of God. I say we have to be obedient to the voice of God. Amen. And it says obedience is better than sacrifice. So today we want to increase people's love for God by increasing their delight in his word, which is the Holy Bible. No one can truly love God if they do not also love his word. You have to love God and you must love his word. Jesus said, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. So if you love him, you must keep his commandment also. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each one of them. That's assuring that God said that if we love him, that his father will love us also and he will reveal himself to us. So when we delight in the Lord, he shows us stuff. He shows us things that will come to pass by demonstrating how sufficient the scripture is in addressing the needs of the human heart. I trust that the Holy Spirit will accelerate his constant ministry in your life and thereby lead you into deeper, more loving obedience to God. So we need to go to a, another level, a deeper level in knowing Christ. John 16, 13 says, 
when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. You don't have to go to Cleo or any of these different um, psychic. They could only tell you what you have told them. If you want to know what's going to take place in your life, you only need to go to the Lord. So today we want to give you six reasons why it is spiritually profitable for us to mimic the psalmist resolution when it says, I delight myself in your statues. I will not forget your word. That's Psalms 119 verse 16. So we have to take pleasure in delighting ourselves, not somebody else now, but ourselves in the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we say we are going to talk about six uh, ways we can delight ourselves in the Lord. Number one, we must uh, delighting in the word leads to spiritual stability and fruitfulness. Delighting in the word leads to spiritual stability and fruitfulness. Blessed is the man who, listen to this now, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, watch this my friends, is in the law of the Lord, glory to God. And in his law, that's in God's law, he meditates day and night. That's why we have to meditate on the word. You, you hear us talking about meditating on the word, pondering on the word. So he meditates on the word of God day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. That's, it. That's from Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Glory to his name. He says that if we delight in the Lord, if we take pleasure in the Lord, he says that our leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever we do, will prosper. Abundant fruitfulness and oak-like stability in the Christian life are experienced in direct prop proportion to the extent to which we delight in God's word. It was not merely what this man avoided, foolish and worldly counsel. That makes him blessed, but what he em embraced, biblical truth. Therefore, he who delights in the counsel of God will be blessed in all he does. I said, he who delights in the counsel of God will be blessed in all he does. Glory to his wonderful name. Amen. And all of us wants to be blessed. So the next thing we notice is that delighting in the word feeds a desire to do God's will. Delighting in the word, that's the word of God, feeds a desire to do God's will. Psalms 40 verse 8 says, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written in my heart. So we see that delighting in the will of God is tied to a commitment to the word of God cherished in the heart. So when we talk about the law, we're talking about the word of God. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
That's Matthew 6, verse 21. When Jesus first taught this truth, he was referring to the everyday choice of where we invest our wealth, in a temporal earth or an everlasting heaven. However, the principle also applies to other contexts. In other words, it is always true that our hearts follow our treasure. Therefore, the more we treasure God's precepts, that's when we treasure God's word, by delighting in them more than gold, the greater will be our desire to obey the will of God as, re as revealed in that word. That's Psalms 19 verse 10. So the more we treasure God's word is the more we will delight in him. Amen. So just for, just for us to uh, do a little bit of reviewing, we said delighting in the word leads to spiritual stability and fruitfulness. My wife just talked about delighting in the word feeds a desire to do God's will. Now the third one is delighting in the word is a cure for depression. Ah, it's a cure for depression. My listen, man, a whole lot of people, even those who claim to know God, are living in depression. They are depressed about everything. But I came to tell you tonight that. Delighting in the word is a cure for depression. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your words. Revive me according to your words. Because you know, my friends, the word of God is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. That's something that the word of God will stand forever. Everything, everything around you will fail and falter. But the word of the Lord will stand forever. So when depression strikes or creeps in unnoticed, we, we need help from God. You can go to the doctor. You can go to your friends. But we need the help of the Lord because our help comes from the Lord. So in the middle of a, of a thick fog of depression, we desperately need the piercing light of divine truth to break through with clear objectivity. So we pray, let your tender mercies come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. That's what the psalmist is saying, that the law of the Lord is his delight. Psalms 119 and verse 77. So delighting in the word fortifies obedience to God, even when others cannot. Fortify means to strengthen. Psalms 119 verse 33 through 35 says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Because we need understanding in order to understand what we are reading. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Amen. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. It also says, those who truly delight in the Bible will in turn possess an intense desire to live in obedience to its precepts. There 
Theirs will be a determined obedience, a steadfast adherence to truth, even in the face of opposition. So when you delight in the word, you will possess a desire to walk in obedience to the word of God. It says, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. That's Psalms 119 verses 69 and 70. Even the people may lie against you. Continue to keep the word of God and to delight in his word. Amen and amen. So number five, delighting in the word nurtures a love for scripture meditation. You heard us even through this broadcast tonight talking about meditating and meditating on the word. If you want to grow spiritually, if you want, if you want your love for Christ to develop and, and be stronger, you've got to meditate on the word. So the delight of the blessed man is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. That Psalms 1 and verse 2. Charles Spurgeon describes this man as one who takes a text and carries it with him all day long. And in the night when sleep forsakes him, he takes that time to meditate on the word of the Lord. You know, my friends, a lot of times when I wake up in the night and I cannot sleep, I spend that time pondering on God's word. I, I spend that time pondering on God's goodness. So the more we grow in our love for God's word, the more it will uh, dominate our thinking about every area of our lives. Then, the on, then and only then will our minds be truly renewed according to the promise of God. You know, the Bible says that we, 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 our minds are to be renewed. So in Romans 12 and verse 2, it says, don't uh, copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You see, if you change your thought, you will change your ways. If you change your thoughts, you will change your life. Then you will learn to, to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Every one of us ought to strive to know what is the will of God for my life? What is the will of God for your life? And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love. And I will meditate on your statues. And that you must do day and night, according to Psalms 119 and verse 47 verse 48. Amen. So let's recap again. We say delighting in the word leads to spiritual stability and fruitfulness. Delighting in the word feeds a desire to do God's will. Delighting in the word is a cure for depression. Delighting in the word fortifies obedience to God even when others cannot. My husband just read Delighting in the word nurtures a love for scripture meditation. And that's important. Now, the sixth one is 
delighting in the word sustains us in times of trials. Amen. And we all go through trial because we know the scripture said that in this world, you will have trials. But he said, be of good courage because he has overcome the world. So in Psalms 119 verse 143 it says, trouble and anguish have overtaken me. Yet your commandments are my delights. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your command. That even though we have trouble and trial with everything that's going on around us, I find joy in your commands or I find joy in your words. When the trials of life seem to drain every ounce of spiritual, physical, and emotional energy from us, God's word will be our strength. That's why Isaiah says, They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He will give us strength. It doesn't matter who you are, a pastor, a pope, a bishop. We all have trials. We all have troubles. And so the word of God, it will minister to the deepest agony of our hearts and help us gain and keep an eternal perspective. We have to keep our focus on the Lord, not on the trials or the trouble, because if we do keep our focus there, it will get us down. But we need to be focused on the Lord, our God. Renewing our mind with such truth as the suffering of this present time are not worthy to become pure with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's Romans 8 and verse 18. Romans 8 and verse 18 will compel us to agree with the psalmist, which says, Unless your law had been my delight, I would have then perished in my affliction. That's Psalms 119 and verse 92. I'll read it again. It says, Unless your law, which means unless your word had been my delight, I then would have perished in my affliction. We all can agree with that. that without the word of God, we will perish with what's going on around us. But thanks be to God, we have the word of God and we can read the word and it will strengthen us. So this is just a brief sampling of what the word of God will do for us as we make it our delight and our treasure. So I trust that as you listen to us today, if you haven't been doing it before, you will start to delight yourself in the word of God and it will strengthen you. If you are depressed, it will be your counselor. You will no longer be depressed. You will be a happy person praising the Lord all day long. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you a chance, an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That study tonight was for everybody, whether you are saved or you are not saved. It is for all of us. We, if we start delighting in the Lord our God, God will give us the desires of our hearts. And one of the desires that you need to pray to God for today is, if you are not saved, is to be saved and, and be strengthened in spiritual matters, and God will do it for you. Father, we thank you, and we praise you for your words. We know your words are true, and they will last for all eternity. Speak to hearts tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. 
And if you are blessed by today's word, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 404-964-2242. We love to hear from you. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you.